to The Bible and the English Major. I'm Marin, your host. In each episode of this podcast, we analyze stories from scripture the way an English major would, unpacking the parts to gain a better understanding of the whole. I keep it interesting because I'd love to start a conversation. After all, the best part of any good story is talking about it with friends. this podcast, please follow it wherever you're listening today and find me on social media. I love to hear from listeners. Links are in the show notes. We are back from Theology Beer Camp. Matt and I had a great time last weekend in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. It was a conference put on by Trip Fuller, of homebrewed Christianity fame. Honestly, if you want to know who Trip Fuller is, just type in his name with two Ps in Spotify and you'll get hundreds of podcasts that he's put out. The man is a podcast star. (laughs) He is also very kind and a good man who is a lot of fun and he's full of zest, which is his favorite word. And he put on a fantastic weekend. So thank you, Trip, for that. Thanks, too, for your words of wisdom near the barbecue truck. It meant a lot to me. Let's get on with the show. My very first grad school class was titled Women in Genesis. And man, I loved it. It was the class that started everything you've been listening to. It's where certain ideas and thoughts and dreams of mine were born. It's where it all began, my friends. So in that class, my professor had really one rule. She said, no one may say the F word in my class. I bet you think you know what the F word is. But in this class, the F word was faith. She didn't want any of us to bring our own personal theological beliefs to bear on the text. She wanted us to study it like English majors, which I happen to enjoy a lot. Honestly, I don't believe it's truly possible to completely put ourselves aside when we are reading any text. We always bring all the parts of ourselves to whatever we read. But she made it clear that this was not a Bible study class. This is an academic class. So, cool. The downside, though, is that I never got to know what any of my classmates believed. And I never shared anything about my own personal beliefs, which is why the Bible is interesting and important to me, because it's not merely literature. It's literature that points to God. So what was really cool about being at Theology Beer Camp is that I was among tons of well-educated, intelligent people, both in the audience and up on stage. And guess what the theme was? Experiencing God. So we have people from the academy speaking from their own traditions, their own areas of study about experiencing God. Suddenly, they had permission to use the F word. (laughs) And sometimes they used it for real. So here's that two hands analogy again, right? That when we carry valuable things, like scripture, like faith, it's important to use two hands. And the one hand 
carry your experiences of God. Carry those moments where God is present and real to you. Carry those stories that you read literally and find meaning and beauty in. But on the other hand, be willing to engage intellectually, to dig deeper, to go further than you have before, to discover the meaning underneath the text. I was among people who had been trained to use that second hand, and now were being given permission to share their experiences from the first hand. That was a beautiful moment for me because that's what faith is. Faith is mind and body and heart and soul. So I loved being in a space where people from all over, from all kinds of faith traditions, from all different parts in their own journey, whether they were dismantling old beliefs that they had held or painfully trying to rebuild them or were just there enjoying being with other people who like to nerd out on the same stuff. We were all there together, seeking with both hands to see God, which was just really cool. So, theology beer camp. Yes, there was beer, and we uncorked the red wine we'd purchased at the nearby pharmacy, and there was theology. Now, I will be honest with you, my theology classes in college were the only two classes that I ever got a B in. I'm not a fan of getting bees. I'm sorry. I'm trying to learn and grow. That is why I'm more of a Bible scholar, because yikes. But theology really, at its most basic level, is words about God. There's some really big words that some people use when they talk about God. There's not enough coffee in the world, people, for me to fully understand all of those words when they're given to me at a morning session. However. I did get a lot out of it. I just had to let some of the words wash over me, let them go in the moment, or quickly Google them. One of my favorite speakers, though, spoke right to my heart. Her name was Dr. Jennifer Garcia Bashaw. I appreciated how she spoke about her experience of God, her first moments of faith, being alone in her bedroom, scared as a little girl, and beginning to pray and finding God's presence right there. I related to that. And I loved how she then went on to say that in the church she grew up in, the ones who continued to be God's presence for her were women. Not the powerful men speaking from the pulpit, but the women who taught Sunday school, and who were at youth group, and who were serving cookies, and who were present to people in their need. She shared that for her and in her life, and honestly, it's true for me and mine, it was often women who were the humble presence of God. So I then loved when she went on to say that women were also the presence of God to Jesus. It was a woman who birthed and mothered Jesus. It was women who provided for him during his ministry. It was a woman who anointed Jesus before his death. It was women who stayed with him at his crucifixion. And it was women who were there for his resurrection. The presence of God 
for Jesus was women. I will be thinking about that one for a while. Jennifer Garcia Bishaw also made a really important point that most of the people who have been writing theology for centuries, at least the theology that gets published and cited and put out there for the rest of the world, most of those theologians are white men. And the experience of God for white men is not the same as the experience of God for people of color or women or LGBTQ folks. And those experiences need to be shared so that we can all have a broader perspective of who God is. So I will be getting Jennifer's book. It is called Scapegoats, the Gospels Through the Eyes of Victims. Feel free to pick that up too. Maybe we'll talk about it sometime. Another fascinating speaker was Elizabeth Schrader. She has made some really big discoveries that Diana Butler Bass put in a sermon of hers. If you have 40 minutes, listen to that sermon. It will be linked in the show notes. Elizabeth Schrader claims that Mary Magdalene hijacked her life, which I think is a fantastic way of saying it because she was just praying one day and God spoke to her about Mary and flat out changed the trajectory of her life. So listen to that sermon and learn her story. Her discoveries are groundbreaking and they may honestly end up changing your Bible. I hope to someday introduce both of these women to you so you can learn from them too. I'm very thankful that I was connected to them. On a very different nerdy English major note, my new friend, Pastor Shannon Mullen, gave me an awesome recommendation. One of the best parts about proclaiming myself an English major is that I get some really nerdy recommendations. And this is that genre. Okay, so if you watch Star Wars, I'm guessing you've noticed how frequently different species supposedly speak different languages, but can still understand each other. Chewie and Han are the classic, most well-known example. Here's the kicker. Though they understand each other, neither ever speaks the other's language. One character has to keep speaking English so we can understand them and what's happening. We willingly suspend our disbelief and the plot continues. Apparently, this is true in the Star Trek series, too, except for this episode Shannon told me about. The link is in the show notes. Check it out. I paid two bucks to watch it on Google Play, and it was a fun little intersection of sci-fi and linguistic and literary nerdiness that I hope you enjoy. If not, well, shaka, when the walls fell. Nerd. Okay, that was the high-level recap. Now, here's how I would do things differently. I wish I had made the effort to hear the stories of more of my fellow campers. There were so many people there dealing with trauma done to them in the name of Jesus. And yet they were still there. They were drawn to Theology Beer Camp because they listened to podcasters who share theology that, in the words of Tripp, quote, doesn't suck. In fact, he started the weekend off with the proclamation that when the name of God was mentioned, it was with the understanding that God is love and God loves everyone. I make assumptions about you as a listener. Some of you are nerds like me who get a kick out of English majory stuff. 
I love that you are here. Many of you are my dear friends who would listen to this podcast, even if it were about math, at least whenever you needed a nap. I love you. Some of you feel disoriented and hurt by the church, like many of the campers at beer camp. I hope somehow this podcast helps. And some of you, like me, have been fortunate to grow up relatively unscathed by religious trauma. I'd like to talk to you now. Friends, our siblings are in so much pain. We need to be louder than the lies they've been told. We need to listen better, to welcome better. We need to embrace our discomfort and leave the 99 to be with the sibling who's alone and in the cold. I wish I had sought more opportunities for that at Theology Beer Camp. One of the mic drop moments of all of Theology Beer Camp goes to philosopher Dr. Aaron Simmons. He said, all philosophy comes down to what is worthy of your finitude. Holy cow, what is worthy in this life of yours that's going to end? What's worthy of your time, your love, and your effort? Something about using the word finitude just makes it real. You know what? My family is worthy of my finitude. And my friends are worthy of my finitude. And this project, if it helps tear down the idea that anyone is outside the love of God, is worthy of my finitude. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thanks for being a patron. Thank you for sharing and spreading the word. Thank you to to Matt. He's probably going to edit this out because he always does. But I just want to say that I could not do this without my Samwise Gamgee. That's the summary of Beer Camp, my friends. In two weeks, we are going to have a new episode. It's going to be about the genre of parables. And it's still going to relate to Martha. Don't worry, we are not leaving her behind. But parables are a genre I've never really appreciated before, and I'm really looking forward to digging into it with all of you. So that'll be in two weeks. See you then. Bye.